What's up, DGens? Welcome to another episode of Kyabo Genesis Trial by Fire. Please make sure you check out our Twitter at Kyabo Genesis for all updates pertaining to the show. Now, let's get it started. What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Nine God, and welcome to another episode of Kyabo Genesis Trial by Fire. With me always from the Kyabo team, we have the Chief Justice of the Underground Citadel himself. Mel and Apple, and with us today we have the team of Stacks Initiative. And Stacks, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and a little bit about your project, sure. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks for having us. Um, I guess I'll start off just by introducing myself. I'm my name is Cracks. I'm the marketing slash community manager of Stacks and Stacks Initiative. Um, I'm here speaking behalf on the whole team. Um, we've got two founders that unfortunately are both still recovering from you know some long COVID symptoms and they, they wanted to be here but couldn't make it on the show today um but i can kind of give you a background about them as well before just talking about the project uh, we have chaser who's really the face of the project um he's an electrical engineer um kind of had like a background working with hard like hardware and software knowledge um and then test one two three he's the other co-founder he's a software engineer that's uh had almost eight years of work experience uh working as a software dev um and then i guess just a quick background about their you know explaining what the project is um we're a you know a long-term focused uh nft project uh i guess like a tldr is um we're a crowd we we aim to be a crowdsourced fund uh of a bitcoin bitcoin mining farm um that's kind of like the the very brief overview but i'm, I'm happy to kind of get in and into the details with you guys awesome and like i said i know it's your first space so you'll you'll be fine bro you're gonna do great <laughs> it can't be worse than my first space that i did <laughs> it was horrible <laughs> Come on, nine! You did a good job. Uh, I'm I'm sorry to hear about your your partners and the COVID because uh, even on our team we had uh, on Astros we had uh, Shaman who got COVID I think a couple weeks ago and I think uh, Sega is currently experiencing some symptoms and uh, they I've never had COVID but I've I've heard that it it really sucks. Yeah, well, hope everyone on your team feels better too. Yeah, man. All right. Well, t- tell us a little bit about you know how you guys got um, you know started. Like, what made you want to jump into the NFT space, and uh, you know what's your sort of vision for your project? Sure. Um, yeah. So I guess uh, it's really Test and, and Chaser. Like I said, they're the two founders. It's it's their idea. Um, they kind of I guess were talking one day, um, and decided you know they wanted a project that was more focused on long-term gains uh, that could allow holders to to benefit um you know like to passively uh to get passive returns over time um in a setting that you know wasn't volatile um and they kind of came up with this idea and it's not really unique to the nft space Uh, there's a couple other projects out there doing something similar um, but they came up with this idea to, you know, have a crowdsource fund that allows 
NFT holders to be a part of a Bitcoin mining company. Uh, and by holding this NFT, it allows them to uh, generate Bitcoin rewards that are, you know, that are passively uh, returned to the holder. Um, so that's kind of like the the main uh, main points of the project. Right. So how does that actually work um, in terms of, you know, providing Bitcoin to holders? Sure. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, everybody, you know, every holder um, of the, the project gets uh, X percentage of the Bitcoin mine rewards. Um, so pretty much I can kind of go through like the, the flow of the project. Um, you know, once we mint out all of the or I guess it's 80, about 80% of the uh, mint revenue is going to be going towards um, everything related to the farm, whether it's purchasing the ASIC miners, um, working with uh, like an electric utility company to get a set deal uh, for that, working with insurance companies to set up insurance, getting uh, working with a security company to make sure that there's security set up for the farm, as well as uh, uh, paying for the actual location of the where the farm is going to be located um, and you know once the farm is up and running uh, the nft holder will be able to stake their nft to get um, x percentage of the bitcoin like the, the mine bitcoin rewards um, and then those you know, the exact details will be will be described in the white paper, which are yet is which is yet to be released. But in summary, um, the user will be able to interact with our our website, which test is developing. That allows them to then exchange a token for Bitcoin rewards, uh, which can then uh, you know they they get the claim as their own. Um, there is a little bit more to it in the sense of you know. By being able, by being a part of the project, we're also going to have uh, a DAO with on-chain voting, um, and that's kind of later on after we we have our first month of mining. Um, but by be, by by holding an NFT, you also have a say in in what the you know the direction of the company, the direction of the project. Um, and an example of a type of vote that could occur is that every month, um, once you know a, a week before the rewards are, are due to be collected. Uh, for example, the the DAO could vote on would if they want to reinvest the mine Bitcoin back into the mining farm, or if they want to um, collect their 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 rewards that month. Um, but that's kind of like a, a very broad overview um, as to how the project's going to work. And then I mentioned the uh, that 80% of the mine uh, of the mint revenue is going to go towards the farm. Um, I also wanted to touch on that four, about 14.5% uh, will be going towards covering tax taxes uh, up front. And then the team is only going to be taking uh, about 5% of the, the mint revenue. Gotcha. So in this model, um, it's, a, it's a little bit of an interesting model because you have the DAO, right? Which I'm assuming is going to be run off the NFTs or is it to do with the fungible token that you're providing through staking rewards? It'll, it'll, be, it'll be all from the, uh, the NFTs. So, you know, if you own multiple NFTs, you get multiple votes on the DAO. Um, and yeah, as long as you're, you own and your, your NFT is not listed or uh, yeah, as long as you're holding and your NFT is not listed, you get a vote 
um, for the DAO um, every month. Interesting. So what made you guys want to do a fungible token? Um, because, um, I, it, I, it, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, you know, like the, the biggest thing, I think that, you know, why, they, why we wanted to do it as an NFT um, specifically is one, this whole decentralized, uh, it's, it's really a decentralized mining company that allows all holders to have a say. Um, two, it allows, you know, I think Bitcoin mining in general, it's not something that many people have access to. One, either the cost is too high, two, um, they might not have the experience um, or the expertise necessary to be able to mine, even if they understand how mining works. Um, so by being able to, you know, to buy it with this with this NFT and, and buy into the company, it allowed them to one, you know, mine Bitcoin and and get back Bitcoin rewards, and two, also be part of this this larger uh, Bitcoin mining company and actually have a say, even if it's only one vote, you at least have a say in in the, in the direction of a Bitcoin mining company. Um, so that's really like the the incentive, like the. The, the main reason why I think we, we wanted to go about and, and, you know, go with this model. It's just a little weird because you're talking about exchanging the mining rewards for the token, but you're allowing sure. the DAO to uh, control it using the NFT. So let me, let me go buy... Right. I, I, can, I can clear that up a little bit. So the okay. it, the the token, it's, it's really a... It's just a way to claim... The Bitcoin, the exact mechanics behind it haven't been developed yet by Test. He's, he's kind of working on what's the right way to do it. The token is going to be a useless or like a worthless token. Um, it, it won't actually have any value to it. All it is, it's the equivalent of the amount of time that your uh, your NFT has been staked in order to claim the the Bitcoin that's related to you know how much how much was actually mined. Gotcha. So it's a uh... It's an it's a counter. It's like a game counter, so that you can track how many hours you've actually staked your NFT. Yep, exactly. Okay. And it's it's really to um, so so that it's not it's not a secured like it won't be uh, because it's worth like it's it's not worth anything. Um, it won't trigger a taxable event when you're uh, exchanging that token for the Bitcoin. The taxable event will occur once the holder decides to go and sell sell their Bitcoin. Right. So when it comes to when it comes to actually like hmm. distributing the funds that you generate through mining, um, if the DAO actually votes to not distribute it to token holders, but instead distribute it to NFT holders, then how would that affect your economy? <laughs> It's not really to token holders or NFT. I may, I might, maybe I confused you earlier. It's, the the Bitcoin rewards were all are always going to go to. But sorry, can you rephrase it? You mean like? So you say you can claim the mining mined Bitcoin through the coin in in a way that, like your your the number of tokens you have, controls it's, how it's much really, Bitcoin is mined. Right, and it's it, that's right. based on you know how long your NFT like if your NFT was staked and the number of nfts uh, that you hold right but you're also saying that every month you know you can vote and then say oh let's reinvest this bitcoin that we've mined so that's not actually hard locked into a wallet where people can exchange it for their token right correct 
right? So how does that work? Uh, I assume, you know, the tokens are going to be dropped into the wallet. So they'll have the ability to then, I think if, if, if for the next vote, like the next month, if the, uh, if the DAO then votes on distributing the rewards, then the rewards will be distributed accordingly based on the number of tokens that are then dropped into the wallet at that time. Right. So what I'm thinking is, hey, let's say you have a bunch of people who like stake their NFTs, right? But then over time, you have people who have the tokens, which represented how much time they actually spent staking their NFT, and then they sell their NFT, right? So if, let's say right, there's I, I, a di- redistribution of the NFTs while mm-hmm. the distribution of tokens, according to how much you know they actually have, still own the tokens. Now, if right, I was right. an NFT holder who bought it later, I would not want to distribute those funds. So there's like an economic incentive right, to right. not put the money towards the token exchange right yeah and i think the exact mechanics behind how the whole token distribution is going to be happening is it's still in flux uh test is kind of figuring out the exact mechanics for it if i'm i don't want to speak out of line i think if i'm not mistaken i'm this isn't really where my expertise stand um but i believe that in order to account for that, the tokens, like at the everything, will be redistributed after every DAO vote, right? So if the if after the first vote the DAO decides to reinvest the funds, then I don't I, I think all those tokens, I don't think the tokens will actually be distributed in, until uh, the DAO votes to distribute the rewards based on that month's, uh, you know, based on the the amount of NFT staked that month, if that makes sense. Okay, so the staking NFT, staking your NFT doesn't come with a guarantee that you will get the tokens. If if the DAO votes to reinvest that month, then no, that month the you know the any of the mine rewards will be going to be reinvested back into the into the fund again into okay. the mining. Yeah, I just want to know what the model is, because, I mean, if you're going to do it that way, I mean, all the power to you. Uh, it's It depends on each investor whether they think that's a good model or not. Uh, I just want to be clear on exactly what's going on. Okay, so let's proceed with that with that model in mind. Um, in terms of the actual, like, sorry, sorry if it seems like I'm grilling you. I just want to make sure no, that, no, you know, no, of course. all the information out there. Um, and, I, and I am really interested in what you guys are doing. So I want to figure out, you know, how exactly this this thing works and you know if it's going to be a good project for like our holders or the listeners or anything like that so in terms of like the technical specifications and the, the experience that your team has in running like a bitcoin mining rig can you speak a little bit about that yeah of course um so like i said chaser's an electrical engineer by training i've uh, been working in that field uh for a number of years now um he's had at least two solid full years of uh, Bitcoin mining, like full dedication to mining himself. And then after that two years, he's been on and off here and there. Um, He did, uh, you know, slow down on the mining a little bit uh, around 2020, just because of the difficulty to mine individually. Uh, And at that that time, the returns weren't worth uh, the time and... uh, Retail hardware that he was putting into it, um, and then Test, who's a software engineer uh, and also co-founder for the project, 
has also spent a couple of years uh, mining independently. However, Chaser, who's really the, the face of the farm, the face of the project, um, and the one that's really going to be one, you know, post-mint, setting up the mining farm, maintaining the mining, the mining farm, um, and really being on site at all times. Um, he's the one that's had most of the experience when it comes to, to mining Bitcoin. Perfect. Okay. So do you foresee any, you know, challenges going forwards with mining Bitcoin? Where do you see, like, when you do your SWOT analysis, where do you see, like, the, the strengths, the weaknesses, and maybe even, like, the threats to the success of this business that you guys are proposing? Uh, yeah, so I think um, in terms of, you know, strengths it, it kind of just you know the big like the the mining hash rate is really going to depend on you know the state of the current market so i think a strength of this project in general uh, is that it's a project that is uh not really oh well, it's a project that can actually thrive in a bear market in the sense of um you know with less people trying to mine bitcoin uh, with the hash rates decreasing, we should be able to potentially mine more Bitcoin in a bear market compared to a, in a fully fledged bull run. Um, some challenges that we may run into, um, you know, I think everything surrounding Bitcoin mining and uh, crypto, there's always, you know, the thought of, you know, what happens with the laws, everything kind of, you know, are we abiding by all the laws? Um, so I didn't touch on this, but the, far the farm is actually going to be based in the UK. Um, that's where Chaser is based out of and, uh, you know, all his connections and experiences in the past, it's all been in the UK. Um, and before kind of going into any, like, into even thinking about this project and, and starting it up, he, he and Tess both uh, had long, extensive conversations with lawyers to kind of make sure that everything that Stacks initiatives will be doing regarding to this project will be you know abiding by all the laws in the uk when it comes to crypto uh, to mining um so you know although we can't really control what what might happen in five to ten years um at least in in the near term and for the next couple of years uh we don't really foresee any issues but that could be something that you know any project dealing with bitcoin mining um, could run into uh, at some point. For sure. Um, what made you guys choose Bitcoin over something like, I mean, Ethereum, they told people not to even buy mining rigs anymore because I think they're starting to transition in 2.0. Yeah, but. yeah exactly. <laughs> With Ethereum transitioning to 2.0, nobody really knows when, um, but you know, you won't be able to mine that at that time. I, but the reason we chose Bitcoin is, is because, you know, Bitcoin is... In a lot of people's opinion, the king of, of cryptos, right? It's been it's it's valued by a lot of people out there. Um, uh, we've seen, you know, there's enough people that value like value Bitcoin. Uh, we've seen how much it, it can be worth, and um, seen. And then I guess the, the next big thing is the uh, sorry the. Um, with Bitcoin having right, you we all, you know, we always see that Bitcoin starts to uh, do you know do well again and pick up uh, right before Bitcoin having. So with a Bitcoin having expected in 2024, um, that was also another incentive to kind of 
try to get a Bitcoin mine uh, set up prior to that. And that's, again, I think the, the main reason is just because, you know, Bitcoin is the king of cryptos and um, it is valued by a lot of people out there. Um, and it already has uh, has been shown to, to do well. Um, so I think we, we didn't want to mine an asset that hasn't shown value. And we wanted to make sure that whatever we were mining and pro providing to our holders uh, was something that uh, would potentially still be worth something uh, once mined and going forward. And then to add to, add to that, um, you know, at least there are a good amount of people in the space uh, that do predict Bitcoin to do very well in the next 10 to 15 years. Um, and, you know, our models and predictions uh, range anywhere from Bitcoin being, you know, upwards of 100,000, up, you know, and some predictions are even predicted Bitcoin to be, be close to a, a million dollars in 15 to 20 years. Um, now, whether that's to come true or not, we, we're going to have to be wait and see. But, um, you know, all those reasons put together is, is really why we decided to, to go with Bitcoin. Yeah, I mean, in terms of Bitcoin itself, uh, I used to be a trader, so it was always considered like the daddy of all cryptocurrencies. When Bitcoin went up, everything else went up. When Bitcoin went down, everything else went down. It was just kind of like an indicator of how strong the entire cryptocurrency market was. So I have, I have no, I mean, I'm a supporter of Solana, so of course I'm a supporter of Bitcoin. Because if Bitcoin goes up, then Solana goes up, right? Um, right. But in terms of, you know, the risk to award, that's that's more what I'm trying to get at, uh, because I mean, I'm, I just I don't know much about Bitcoin mining. I just searched up this article and it said like the top 10 percent of miners control 90 percent of the Bitcoin mining capacity sure. Sure. and like 0.1 percent control 50 percent of the mining capacity. Mm -hmm. So in terms of that, like, do you feel like you guys are positioning yourself to be competitive enough to generate enough revenue um, so, compared yeah, to I, I, some of these other chains? For sure, and I, I can touch on that, right? So I think, first of all, the, you know, I, I guess I can give you like an estimate of how much we'd expect to mine uh, per year. Um, so based on the number of ASIC miners that we plan to buy, if we mint out, um, and these are calculations based about three months ago. So the market has gone down since then, and we need to recalculate. Uh, we put, potentially actually mine more with the hash rates decreasing. Um, but we were estimated with a full mint out to mine 18 Bitcoin a year. Um, and then would expect that to increase over time as we reinvest um, back into the mining farm and, and you know, try to make it more efficient. Um, you know, and I guess when it comes to ROI uh, and your return on investment, you know, it's... It's not a quick flip, right? We don't, we want, like, we want to tailor this project to people that, you know, want to put something in and then let their money work for them. Um, you should be able to get, if Bitcoin price stays the same, uh, hovering around 30 to 40,000, you should make your money back in about two to three years if the price doesn't increase at all. Um, so, yes, that's slow, right? It's a, it's a long term project. You, it's unlike other NFT projects where you could flip it for 10, 20x in a couple of days to weeks or months. Um, however, the at least to me and to the team, the, the exciting part of this comes is 
you know, if you're stacking your sats for five, ten years, and Bitcoin price becomes, you know, upwards of two hundred fifty thousand, five hundred thousand dollars, whatever, whatever it gets to, that's just an extra multiplier onto your uh, onto your gain. So, although, you know, we we are competing with these larger mining. Uh, larger mining groups and companies out there and, and yes we're not mining as much as we could potentially with these other uh cryptocurrencies um we did like i said earlier we did want to mine something that has already stood the test of time has shown to be valuable and although you know the risk is low there still is a potential for uh very large gains and, and rewards in the future. It's not going to happen in a year or two years. It's likely going to take longer than that. Um, but the, the point of stacks is to really create generational wealth wealth for our holders. Um, and I, I have some numbers that I can kind of like uh, read out to you and explain. So I, I like to think of, I like to kind of think of this as kind of like a 401k of NFTs, right? Your average 401k, offers you three to eight percent growth per year on average kind of depending on, on what you invest in uh, but you know if we take that max of eight percent per year for 10 years that gets you about um a 2.17 x or a 217 percent uh increase in your portfolio assuming that you know you haven't invested anything else or invested any more money into it um and with our least bullish hypothesis for stacks one nft from stacks initiative um, should get you about 139x on your initial investment in about 10 years as well um, so and that's 130 1390 of your initial investment so you know it's the reward the the risk is low the reward in the short term isn't that great and you know but however if we think long term we do expect this given that bitcoin prices do increase to where a lot of people predict them to be um that's kind of where the you know yeah that that's kind of where we're hoping this project uh you know people to reap the rewards it's it's really a, a 10 year plus play no I, I really get what you're saying it it's interesting because that's kind of how i see like me trading nfts and stuff like that i'm not really trading it for me to get rich you know now i'm doing it to try to build up my you know of course fill my bag and my solana but i wanted to hopefully have you know this x amount of solana when solana hits you know thousand or 500 bucks you know more mm -hmm. more than what it is now i don't i don't want to cash out my solana now i want to cash <laughs> it out in five to ten years and it seems like you know the space right now i would i wouldn't say it immature but there, there's a lot of immature traders and don't really yeah. see the long term but i really think it's a good it is something where i can say you know i tell my buddies like hey i own part of a you know a my a bitcoin mining farm suck it you know and kind of just you know hold like you said hold it long term and and let it grow yeah and i, and I think you know touching again like th this space you know I, we've seen a lot of these projects recently that are you know, doing well off hype and nothing against those projects you know all power to them it's just that we're trying to take a different approach um, our target audience might be a little bit different than some of these other projects in the space 
Um, we really want to cater towards long-term investors. At the end of the day, it's an investment in our project and stacks. Um, and like you said, it gives you the ability to be to be a part owner of a of a Bitcoin mining farm that, you know, hopefully should you allow you to keep stacking your your Bitcoin over time. And um, if if all goes well, and the make you know, you could yeah. potentially sell sell at at the top and you know profit from that. Um, and that's it, kind of mm-hmm. it. Seems like you guys, um, like you, the founders have talked to lawyers already, have. Have they kind of figured out how they're going to, um, you know, get everything like with taxes and, you know, have they kind of worked that out or I, I found you guys super early. So I know you guys are very early in everything you guys are doing. So yeah, they've, they've, they've actually, you know, they've done most of that. They've spent hours on end talking with lawyers, uh, especially ones based in the UK to make sure that they understand all the laws and regulations over there. Um, Stacks Initiative post mint will be filing as a an, an LLC, so it'll be a company and then subject to corporate taxes in the UK. Uh, however, all those taxes will, and that's why 14% of the mint funds are going to be set aside for taxes. So all taxes will be dealt with upfront on on the actual mining, um, and that's why going back to what we touched on earlier as to how the Bitcoin is going to be distributed to the holders, uh, but it. You know, because of the way things will be set up, the holders should not be subject to any taxable events until they go out and sell the Bitcoin themselves. Yeah, fair enough. And I and I was actually going to touch upon this because I feel like even if all the technological aspects run quickly, um, a potential risk to investors would be what if regulators come in and you know shut the operations down for sure and that's you know something we've definitely thought about um now as investors you know nobody's going to be affected by any uh, let's say the law does come down on the mining farm in x number of years uh it's really only on the business it won't be on any of the investors um however in, in terms of the farm itself you know if unforeseeable like some unforeseeable circumstances come down and we can't mine in the uk going forward and i don't know whatever the amount of years is it's not that difficult to pick up and move elsewhere um, it will require some logistical work and there is money set aside for um from our mint revenue for emergencies as well as for uh, uh lawyer fees um and just any other fees that we you know need to be taken care of but if the if for some reason, we can't mine in the UK anymore. Um, you know, at the end of the day, all we have to do is hire a moving company, get some insurance, uh, and try to move the farm elsewhere and set it up to, to mine elsewhere. So, the company and the farms could be, picked, you know, they can pick up and move if need be. Uh, however, based on the discussions with the lawyers, um, we should be okay to mine for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I heard um, El Salvador, Mexico are good spots. <laughs> yeah, but in, in, beyond just Bitcoin mining, um, what are the regulations around using NFT sales to fund the purchase of a mining rig? I'm uh, not sure if there are any regulations around that. But, uh, to, my, to my knowledge, I don't think there's anything out there, and I assume uh, the founders would have discussed, you know, discussed it with the lawyers. Um, to my knowledge, there's nothing out there, at least right now, uh, in regards to. You know, on restrictions uh, to, to funding a mining farm with NFT uh, costs. There, 
They're going to call it the Stacks Initiative legislation. That's, uh, <laughs> they're going to name a law after you guys. Yeah, I, I, yeah. There's, I don't think there's any regulations at all. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, I I remember reading an article on Forbes that said something about fractionalized NFTs and how selling NFTs to generate funds for a business was, mm-hmm. um, I mean, in, at least in the U.S., not looked upon well by the SEC because they consider those to be sort of like selling securities rather than selling an nft Mm -hmm. so then you know if if each individual nft like is cool to collect and it has its own inherent value um that's all good but if the nft is literally just a share of the nft of the mining rig and the company uh, i'm not sure what the regulations are there um and if you could shed any light as to you know whether you guys have any had any legal advice on that or whether they said it was like still a gray zone and that's why like anybody can do anything <laughs> like um just any sort of insight would i guess be would be nice uh yeah i mean i got to touch on that uh, so like i said i know they've you know the founders have di- discussed extensively with the lawyers um and it goes back to the whole um, receiving. Yeah, I, I don't th- like I said. There's, I don't think there's any regulations on selling NFTs to generate funds in the UK. Um, so I, I know that that's for sure. There's nothing at this time, um, and that's after discussing extensively with the lawyers and and making sure that you know everything that's going to be done uh, fits the law at this current time. Gotcha. I mean, as long as you guys are talking to lawyers, then that's that's how. Yeah, no, there's, there's definitely. I think before you know, before I even got involved, um, Chaser and Tess, you know, I know they spent hours on end uh, with lawyers, with uh, that you know, our experts uh, on on the field in the UK, um, just to make sure that you know, before we even go forward with the project, that any legal matters were dealt with upfront. Uh, we didn't, and we didn't want to have to deal with anything. You know, post mint or as we do lead up to mint, um, just to kind of make the process as seamless as possible for everybody. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, once you get the entire, do you have like a white paper already? Uh, it's, I'd say it's like 95% done. We're reworking the numbers. Um, like I said, since, you know, since the market has gone down recently, um, everything's changed since we originally wrote up the original white paper, including, and it's actually a good thing. The cost of miners have gone down about 20 to 30% since we initially planned everything. So that also means, you know, less funds needed um, to get this uh, NFT project slash mining farm up and up and running. Um, but I can touch on, like if there's anything specific you wanted me to touch on, uh, I do have a lot of the pieces that I could uh, update you on. Uh, but just, you know, I was just gonna say, like, I would be interested in, in reading it over because I I do want to know how like the the revenues model is gonna work and um, sure. you know whether it really is gonna be oh the DAO votes and then it's gonna be distributed to because I'm, I'm are you gonna have on chain voting with automatic execution yeah. or is it yeah, more gonna be so no it'll it'll be on chain voting and the on chain voting will be ready for the first DAO vote right before, like, a week before. Um, 
you know any of the rewards could be distributed um so that that's definitely and like i said it'll go the number of nfts that are owned is the number of votes that you'll get um it'll be on chain i can touch on like you mentioned like revenues and stuff so in terms of mint revenue in general like i said the majority of the revenue are going to be towards um funding the farm uh or whether it's buying the asic miners doing all these other deals um and then a, ch- a good chunk is 14 towards taxes however when it comes to the secondary sales um and most of the royalties are actually going to go back into the farm you know the the hope the plan here is to try to to make the farm more efficient um or we you know to be able to mine more bitcoin so 70% of the uh secondary royalties are actually going to go towards purchasing more asic miners um and 15% of the royalties will be to cover um any excess costs um that we may incur whether it's you know um storing uh Sorry, yeah, any excess costs may incur and then all, all these funds are going to be available in a public wallet that's going to be made available on the website for everybody to see. And that's something about Stacks uh, initiative that we preach transparency with our community. We want everybody to feel at ease with everything that's being done. So there's there's on on our website we'll you'll be able to view the, the different public wallets that are housing, you know, these emergency funds or the funds that are going to be used for lawyers as well as the wallet that's going to be uh collecting the the mine bitcoin rewards so everybody will be able to see exactly how much is being mined and how much is being added to that public wallet and then where those uh um where those bitcoin rewards are being distribu- distributed to um so that's you know a very key aspect of of stacks uh but going back sorry to the um to the secondary sale revenue um and then sorry so i said 70% towards purchasing more asic miners 15 towards any excess costs 8% is going to be spent in exploring ways to try to lower the the minting costs and you know that might be trying to re- reduce our electricity costs by potentially purchasing or installing um solar panels and then 5% will be uh spent on marketing to try to bring more eyes uh to the project and then you know that's 98% the other 2% will go towards the team um but you know we really want to invest reinvest everything we can into the project the team doesn't really want to take um whether it's uh any funds from the mint or from um the secondary sales we really want to try to put everything back into the project to one increase the amount of bitcoin that we can mine collectively and also reduce the costs uh the operational cost for the for the mining farm That's really cool man. I Yeah, man. I guess one thing that I forgot to touch on. Um so in terms of, you know, how long it's going to take for the mining farm to be set up post mint. Um so it's in our roadmap. Our roadmap's available currently in our Discord. Uh however, it's going to take, you know, anywhere from 4 to 5 weeks to get the mining farm set up. Um maximum, you know, it shouldn't take any more time than that. Um and the reason for that is as soon as the mint is over uh we'll be ordering in bulk the asic mine uh the asic miners um and getting all these other deals underway and making sure that we pay for everything all those transactions all those receipts um everything that is spent will be uh made public in the discord and uh so that our community is completely aware of all the steps uh going into creating the mining farm um but you know since it's going to take us a couple weeks or a few weeks to kind of get the mining farm up and ready and functional uh we did want to provide 
our holders something in return it's not going to be anything crazy it's not you know it's it's not going to allow them to get 100% back of their their investment in the first five weeks however there will be a uh, a SLP token that's given uh, out for those first five weeks only um, for people that stake their NFTs and then there will be a Solana uh, there will be a sole liquidity pool um, that'll you know distribute uh, sold back to the holders for those first five weeks only um, so that's it's, it's only up until the mining farm is ready and then as soon as the mining farm is ready um, all rewards are going to be only in Bitcoin going forward nice and and um, you kind of mentioned with the on-chain voting and you know one NFT gets you a vote and you know we all love our whales in our community but are you guys putting it in place where you know somebody who owns uh, a large amount of NFTs kind of gets capped out I know this, this is kind of issue not an issue but this is kind of reasoning in most DAOs right at, I, at, at this time I don't think you know we've, we've discussed it we've thought about it we're gonna kind of I don't think we have anything in place to restrict anybody that owns too much to, to sway the vote uh, I think at the end of the day if it is a true DAO we can't really put those restrictions in place um, yeah. However, it is something that we could consider, and especially if the community wants it. I think you know we're we're always open to suggestions and and uh, tweaking things as needed. Uh, but as of right now, there's there's really no restrictions in place. Um, if yeah, it's, on, yeah, it's always a question asked. But I mean, I'm never really a whale, but or I'm not. But the way I see it is like if they put their money and invested their you know all that money into it, then I think they deserve more than you know the guy who puts one in. Yeah, you know, exactly. So that's how I see it. But you know, it's always a question asked, and people trying to. Uh, yeah, I mean, okay. So let's talk about the DAO then. So, in terms of the DAO, you know, who's are you guys building it yourselves? Do you guys have like a platform provider? Um, and in terms of the actual voting structure, you know, how what's the what's the model for the voting itself? Right. So I think everything regarding the DAO will be built in-house. Um, like I said, Ch- uh, Test is, uh, you know, he's he's a software engineer. He's the dev on this project. He's designing everything himself. Um, it will be on, an on-chain voting system that will be, like I said, up and ready within uh, the first couple of weeks, as soon as the mining farm is up and, uh, and mining. Um and there is going to be a vote that occurs once per month, seven days before the rewards claims is due. Uh, and there's going to be a verified uh, holder section in the Discord uh, where this vote can occur. The vote's going to be kept open for 12 hours. Um, uh, sorry, it'll be open for 12 hours before the rewards uh, due date is and, and closed at that time. And then based on, on the vote, uh, you know, the decision will be kind of made. Uh, and I touched on it earlier, one vote, one NFT represents one vote. Um, but that's kind of the structure we do see um, for the voting system. But it'll all be made in-house and occur uh, through the Stacks ecosystem. Okay, so the voting is going to take place on Discord. And I'm guessing you guys are going to figure out some way to actually count how many NFTs each role possesses. 
Now, what if people have it on like multiple wallets? Um, are you just going to say you guys have to make different Discord accounts or? Uh, I think so. I'm not, I'm, I, I'm not going to say yes or no. I don't really know the exact uh, how that's actually going to be accounted for. Um, I assume that might be the case, but that's really up to test the dev to kind of decide on once uh, gotcha. it up and what about quorum? Uh, will you guys be going with more of like a relative majority structure or will you be doing it like 60% or 55 or 59% quorum? Right. I think because it's an on-chain voting system, uh, we decided that, you know, the majority, whatever the majority is at the time of the vote, that's um, that's the way we're going to go with. Okay. So it's a relative majority system. Mm-hmm. Um, will the transaction be executed automatically or will it be done manually uh to be honest i don't know 100 percent um i'd have to check with test uh, about that i don't want to say something um that's incorrect yeah for sure i mean i just want to make sure that like when when the system it goes out you know it's safe for sure and i think 100 percent. and i think you know we'll make all these details will be fully fleshed out in our in our white paper and and made uh you know made public way in advance for for everybody to kind of to see read and and pick at um but i, I appreciate all the questions and do you guys have an um like a general idea on like when you guys are ready to mint so in terms of the back like the in real life component of stacks we have a lot of this ready to go um you know, there, we might have to redo a couple of the deals with with Chaser having COVID, you know, and being away for a couple of weeks. It's it's slowed him down in order to finalize some of those deals. But in terms of the in real life component, we're pretty ready. Like if we had the funds in a couple of weeks, we'd probably be ready to mint. Um, however, at this point, we're not really rushing anything. Um, we're trying, you know, in the near term, to grow our community. Um, to find like-minded individuals that you know see the value of a long-term investment in the NFT space, um, and just grow the awareness for Stacks Initiative. That's kind of where we're focused right now. Um, once we feel that we have enough support, we have enough people in our community um, that we feel like are ready to mint, then then we'll push forward with the mint. Um, but really, in in the near term, we're not planning to rush anything at this time. Um, just because at the end of the day, you really have one shot at minting and, and we don't want to rush it and make any mistakes and and have any regrets uh, on rushing our mint. Yeah, true. It, it really shows, you know, you guys are committed to this because, I mean, any project can kind of just try to, you know, mint as soon as possible, get the money. But you guys are going to wait, which is cool. And like I said, I, when we talk or we spoke, we you guys are kind of early in this whole process. And, you know, so we kind of got on you. You don't have your founders with you, but... Dude, you did a great job, and um, and when you guys do get closer to that mint or you know get ready, we would love to have you guys back on, and you know that way we could go over everything. Appreciate it. Yeah, that'd be that'd be that'd be great, and hopefully by then, um, you know, Test and Chaser will be feeling better and have their voices back. Uh, I can hop in here with you guys as well. Yeah, that'd be yeah. awesome. Thanks for being such a good sport, man. You did really good. Yeah. Appreciate all the questions. No, really, it's it's good for us also to kind of see, uh, you know, what other people think, and just make sure that we have all these questions ready to go for the future as well. 
Yeah, so like I've said before, we like to use these spaces as kind of like a tell projects like self-reflect on kind of what they maybe they don't see or you know or or other opinions that they haven't really thought of, mm-hmm. and they kind of just go back and like, oh yeah, well let's you know straighten the th- straighten this out. Yeah, no, but, I think it's it's definitely been great for us, and uh, we'll definitely be using it as 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 a resource going forward. Um, all right. So appreciate you guys yeah, no worries. As as we wrap this up, do you want to um, any closing statements or anything you want to say to to the listeners before we go? Um, just just telling you know, um, you know, hop in our Discord. Um, the founders are are usually in there. I'm in there. Uh, we've got a great team that's all pretty well read up on on the project. So you know, hop in, ask us questions. We're always happy to jump in voice and, and discuss anything with anybody. Um, and yeah, you know, looking forward to to seeing you guys in our Discord. All right. Great. Thank you, man. I appreciate your time and I appreciate you coming on today with us. Perfect. Yeah. Thanks for having us. All right, guys. That's another episode of Kaiba Genesis Trial by Fire with Stacks Initiative. They're going to create generational wealth for us, guys. Go check them out on their Discord. And um, everybody have a good week. That'll be our last um, space for the week. We'll pick it back up on Monday. And as always, friends, stay safe. Later. Bye. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of Kaibu Genesis Trial by Fire. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did, please check out our socials down in the description. And as always, stay safe, friends.